You're listening to Catacomb Podcast, a twisted underground pathway from cynicism to solutions. Welcome to Catacomb. Happy Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving week. Man, time is flying by. I can't believe that this year is almost over. We say that every year, though, don't we? We do, but I I don't know. I, I, I do feel like as we get older, time goes by faster. You just get used to time, the passing of time. So, man, do you have any big plans for Thanksgiving? Nothing big. You know, family, turkey. Mm, turkey. Arkansas. You going to Arkansas? Yep. Woo-wee. Man, I'm staying at home this year. We're well, going to watch. We actually have a little bit of a tradition. We watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade while eating a home-cooked breakfast. And um, we hang out. We watch movies. We really try to, to be around the family and the kids. And then, when I can't take any more... I slip off to the cigar shop and have a late night smoke by myself in the dark. Sounds like a great tradition. It is. It's a wonderful tradition. We normally go duck hunting in the morning. Oh, see, I don't do that. That's too much work. I ain't trying to get wet and muddy just to kill a duck. Yeah, it's like the. It's usually like the first weekend of the season. There's not even a really. I quit going years ago because the ducks aren't in Arkansas until usually late December. That is a very interesting factoid. There you go. Um, and that's something I would, like, never know. Now you know. Well, we're all better for it. So Thanksgiving, you feeling thankful? What are you thankful for, Jay? What am I thankful for? I'm thankful my truck's still running. Yeah, I'm surprised at that. It's rocking and rolling, man. It's pretty old school. It's 2001. Got about 250,000 miles on it, but uh does the job. Okay. That's it? That's all you got? No, obviously. That's just the first thing that popped in my head. Thankful for a lot of things. What's the second thing that pops in your head? Uh, I'm thankful for this little bird that chirps outside my window every morning when I wake up. It's very poetic. I, there's a bird, and he's there, and every morning, right, and it starts my day off. Okay, can we be clear about something? Because I feel like you're misleading our listeners. Okay. You're saying when you wake up, right? That yeah. is not the morning. <laughs> Come on. That bird has been up for hours. Come on. You deny this? I get up in the morning. What is the morning to you, Jay? I normally wake up between 9 and 10. But do you, Jay? I can't sleep past noon anymore. I've reached that age where you just, I don't know, you get old and you can't sleep past noon anymore. Well, that's cool. You're giving me a bad rep, man. Nah. I mean, maybe if I stayed up until 7 a.m., I could sleep past noon. That makes sense. But... Even then, usually I just get like four hours of sleep and just get up. Just kind of how it happens. Hey, man, are you interested in what I'm thankful for? 
I was I was just about to ask you, what are you thankful for, Josh? I was gonna say you, Jay. Thankful for you. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm thankful for you. Uh, I bet you are. <laughs> so you're thankful for the little bird who chirps at your window while you're out killing ducks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't I don't I don't think too hard about that. <laughs> Do you eat the ducks? Oh yeah. Ducks great. Hmm. Yeah. Well, right on. I always eat what you kill, man. And then a lot of times there's uh, on the poorer end of town, we, we've always known some families that we just go drop some ducks off with. And they're like, uh, thanks for the dead animals on my porch. No, it's a, it's actually the part of the world where people are actually really grateful for that. It's oh, okay. kind of old school. That's cool. Well, at least you're in a better mood this week. Well, I could say we're both in a better mood. Yeah, last week's episode was pretty heavy. We're talking about refugees and everything and uh, terrorism in the world and and all that. Don't you think it's ironic, though, Josh, with the the refugee crisis being such a hot-button issue? It's right here around Thanksgiving season when you think about the first Thanksgiving. Oh, because the pilgrims? The pilgrims, yeah. Were refugees? They were refugees from England. They were religiously persecuted. And they came to America. And what did the Americans, the Native Americans, what was their response to these refugees? Welcome. They gave them food. And we celebrate that this Thursday. Gratitude is the best attitude. Jay, why is gratitude important? (laughs) Well, that's a nice platitude, Josh. Why is gratitude important? Um, it's interesting you say that because I, I had a conversation with a, a close friend of mine and we were actually hanging out in his hot tub at his very nice house and he was just open up to me and he was just like, he's like, man, I just I have no passion in my walk with the Lord. I just, I don't feel that closeness with him like, like I used to. And it's just like, I just feel like I'm just going through the motions right now and He's like, I just, I don't know, I feel like I'm in a rut and I don't know how to get out of it. And and so, you know, he he lives in this place. He's used to these certain things. He's, he has the circumstance in his life that he's accustomed to. But I don't get to sit in a hot tub every night. So this was like a treat for me. And so I'm not in his context. And I, I was sitting there and I was like, okay, I know what your problem is, man. And if you'll allow me to rebuke you a little bit. I'm going to tell you, he said, come on, I need a rebuke, bring it. Do you normally ask people if you can rebuke them? Well, Excuse me, sir, can I, I rebuke you? <laughs> I feel like it's good to give a little disclaimer. It's like, just brace yourself, the rebuke's about to come, and I'm okay. going to bring it as gently as possible. Well, and I made clear to him, I was like, the reason that I can see this is because I struggle with it too, so I can recognize it in other people. But I said, man, you're ungrateful. You're ungrateful, and that's why you have this problem. Like, look at look at us. We're sitting in a hot tub. You have a great family. You have a great job. You have a great house. Like, there's a lot of really good things in your life right now, and you're just taking them for granted. You're, you're, just, you're looking at your circumstances, and you're looking at what you don't have instead of looking around at what you do have and being grateful to God. And, like, I could tell that it, it kind of hit him. He's like, yeah, you're totally right. 
I was like, do you ever just practice just saying thank you for these things? So you asked me why gratitude's important. What happens when you stop and you acknowledge the beauty and the wonder and all of the gifts around you when you stop and you think, God gave this to me. God created this. I am a part of these good things. And when you, when you can stop and, and be grateful for those things, what that does is it, it ignites that passion inside of you. The natural response of gratitude is worship. So I think when we get to these parts in life where we just we feel listless or we feel like uh, it's just more of the same old, same old, we just get used to th- whatever our circumstances are, or we're struggling with our circumstances, it's usually because we're grasping after something that we don't have that we want. And while there's a part of life that, that is that, that's what hope is about, hope is yearning for something that is ahead there's also a gratitude for what we do have and that gratitude the natural response of gratitude is worship you you will connect with god on an intimate and deep level when you acknowledge the gifts he's given you and i don't know i I think probably in our churches and, and just in our fellowship with one another as we struggle through life together if we could tap into that, if we could just live with grateful hearts, we would live worshipful lives. So gratitude's important because worship's important. Now this may be out there a little bit, Jay, but I've noticed a lot of times when when God does something, says something, creates an opportunity for people, then the enemy likes to counterfeit it. He likes yeah, to come against okay. it. Yeah. For example, how weird is this? But we have this day on Thursday that it's all about, at least from the Christian perspective, giving thanks to God, like actually obeying Scripture. Really, if we're authentic Christians, we should be like worshiping God. We should spend time in worship during Thanksgiving. We should really recognize all the things, that, all the different ways that God has interacted with us to bless us, right? Right. And so we kind of like Thanksgiving should be a humbling moment where we're in awe of God, that despite our brokenness, despite our failings, God has blessed us in the midst. Right. Well, the next damn day is Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, have you ever thought about that the spirit of Black Friday is completely opposite of what God is teaching us on Thursday? I mean, Thursday, we're thanking God for blessing us. On Friday, we're punching someone in the face to get a discount on a television. Yeah. I mean, I think some of the ugliest character traits of humans come out on Black Friday, especially in American culture. I mean, who came up with that idea? Hey, you had a day to rest and just love on Jesus. And at midnight, we're going to go down and smash people in the face and get what we're owed. Well, you mentioned humility. I think that gratitude and humility go hand in hand. There's a, a verse in Colossians that I meditate a lot on. 
where he talks about clothing yourselves in compassion and humility and gratitude. And these things go, they all go hand in hand. I don't think you can truly be grateful if you think you deserve it, what you get. If you think you've earned it, if you think you deserve it in some way, you won't be grateful for it. And so you can't truly be grateful until you're humble. Right. And you realize you don't deserve what you've been given. And then you can be grateful, and that is what leads to worship. And you're right. I mean, it, it's, it's the devil's counterfeit. Like, no, you deserve this. You've worked hard. You've made this money, or <laughs> as, as the case actually is, you, you've accumulated quite a bit of credit. So you deserve this more than that other person or whatever. And so we compete with one another rather than give. And that's another point. That's a great point. Gratitude always ends up in generosity, too. If you're truly grateful, you share. Man, I... And then what... I, I'm sorry, I'm still stuck a little bit on the Black Friday thing. What's even worse... Is, I was talking about Black Friday. I know you were, but I'm, I'm still thinking... I'm just sitting here thinking about how outrageous the whole concept of Black Friday is. And it's not even like... It's not even Friday anymore because now they open doors at Target and Walmart and all these places at like 8 o'clock or something. Right. You're still full of turkey and you go It's the same day. Black Friday is actually just Black Thursday night. So what you're saying is the evil of Black Friday is now encroaching upon the goodness of Thanksgiving. You know what it is? It's a war on Thanksgiving. It's a war on Thanksgiving. It is. No one's talking about this, Josh. That's because they start talking about the war on Christmas in early November. They just skipped right over the war on Thanksgiving. But there's actually a war on Thanksgiving. I think you're onto something here. Dude, we need to tell the world about the war on Thanksgiving. We... I think we are. The whole world is listening to our podcast. It's Everyone on. right now, hashtag war on Thanksgiving. <laughs> we should I hope that this gets trending. Wow. The war on Thanksgiving. But no, that, so what you said, though, the, the way the enemy works is by offering counterfeits. And what the devil wants is to rob God of worship. That is essentially at the very core, I mean, we can go into theological detail here, but I mean, that is essentially the goal of, of the enemy is to steal worship. So fundamentally, if gratitude creates worship, if he can keep us from being truly grateful, then he will keep us from being able to truly worship. And Black Friday is probably like one of the best things he ever thought up to do that. What are your thoughts on Thanksgiving services at church? Have you ever I been to one? I actually don't think I've ever been to one. It's usually just kind of a, everyone go spend it with your family. I don't know that I've been to a Thanksgiving service. I've been to several different kinds. Um, some are kind of cool. I've been to services where it's like the open mic and you come up and say, I am thankful for my family, my job. Oh, those are the worst, man. And 
I've Everyone. also been to Thanksgiving services where people just got together and eat a bunch of food. You know what happens when you do the open mic thing? You say, what are you grateful for? People say things like, I'm grateful for my truck. <laughs> <laughs> or they say, I'm just thankful that I'm in a church that is so filled with love and friendship. Oh, they Jesus juke it. And then like... Sunday school answers. The whole month of December, they don't attend church service because <laughs> they got to do Christmas shopping. <laughs> <laughs> the pilgrims left Plymouth, England, on September the 6th, 16 and 20. Their destination, the New World. Although filled with uncertainty and peril, it offered both civil and religious Okay, you have to liberty. skip to the part of the Wikipedia page where they... For over two months, 102 passengers braved the harsh <laughs> elements of a vast storm tossed sea, and finally, with firm purpose and reliance on divine providence, the cry of land was heard. Are you, try are you trying not to be a voice actor? Yeah, pretty good at it. Arriving in Massachusetts in late November, the Pilgrims sought a suitable landing place on December the 11th, just before disembarking at Plymouth Rock. They signed the Mayflower Compact, America's first document of civil government and the first to introduce self-government. After a prayer service, the Pilgrims began building hasty shelters. However, Unprepared for starvation and sickness of the harsh New England winter, nearly half persevering in prayer and assisted by helpful Native Americans. This must be an old, old publication. Oh, it says Indians. Yep. Oh, you corrected it. I can't it. say that. They ripped a bountiful harvest the following summer. The grateful pilgrims then declared a three-day feast. Starting on December the 13th. I don't... How did we get November? Dude, we've been doing it all wrong. December the 13th, 1621, to thank God and to celebrate with their new Native American friends. Right, that they were about to conquer and annihilate. But, so, but you haven't answered the question, though. Oh, here's something interesting. And while this was not the first Thanksgiving in America, Thanksgiving services were held in Virginia as early as 1607. It was America's first Thanksgiving festival. Okay, so, all right, so people were celebrating it informally as far back as the 1600s. In 1789, George Washington, the president, celebrated its first day of Thanksgiving to God under a new Constitution. That's interesting. But when, okay. Lincoln, original 1863, the Thanksgiving proclamation, came, spiritually speaking, at a pivotal point in his life. And during the first week of July of that year, the Battle of Gettysburg occurred, resulting in the loss of 60,000 American lives. Four months later, in November, Lincoln delivered his famous Gettysburg Address. It was while Lincoln was walking among the thousands of graves at Gettysburg that he himself committed his life to Christ. As he explained to a friend, when I left Springfield, 
to assume the presidency, I asked for people to pray for me. I was not a Christian. And when I buried my son, this was the severest trial of my life. I was not a Christian. But when I went to Gettysburg, I saw the graves of thousands of soldiers. I then consecrated myself to Christ. And as an American, we should celebrate Thanksgiving each year to hope that we will retain the original gratefulness to God displayed by our pilgrim ancestors and the founding fathers of our country. The Thanksgiving holiday is about self-government, hard work, ethics, and being reliant upon your communities and being devoted to faith. That's pretty interesting. As a Southerner, I'm a little torn about that. I know. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. I guess the bigger point is there is always something happening in our lives that we need to stop, reboot that situation, and give thanks to God. Oh, absolutely. But is it a Christian holiday? I don't know. I mean, it. I think if you're a Christian, it is a Christian holiday. Yeah, okay. But it's not on the liturgical calendar or whatever. Man, I don't know. I don't think it is. It's not traditionally a Christian holiday. But it might be the most Christian of all holidays, the way things have turned out. I mean, it seems to be a little more Christian than even Christmas. I'm feeling a war on Christmas coming out of you, Jay. What side are you on? <laughs> uh, let's just stick to the war on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I like that. Hashtag war on Thanksgiving. We need to fight to retain the spirit of Thanksgiving. A bunch of dead Southerners at the hands of Lincoln, and he repented. Wow, interesting. And that's the narrative. That's, that's what happened. Mm. You're in deep thought, it looks like. Yeah, I mean, there's just some interesting facts that I uh, had never heard about before. wonder why they don't teach that in school. I, I think, if you'll recall, I told you that Lincoln established the first Thanksgiving holiday. Yeah, but not after he became a Christian. I didn't hear that part, no, in school. I didn't. No, I didn't hear that part. That's either. actually, the, is that, where were you reading that from, Wikipedia? Oh, website. <laughs> I found it on the internet. It must be true. Uh, dude, it is very official. Did you get that from one of those uh, all of our founding fathers were Christian websites? Probably. <laughs> what, are you disputing that? Um, yeah. <laughs> I think it was clear that Benjamin Franklin was a Christian <laughs> while he was living in France in a brothel. And dying of syphilis. Yeah. <laughs> From all of his sexual escapades. Yeah. By the way, since we're kind of on this patriotic subject, have you ever seen the HBO miniseries called John Adams? I, I haven't. I've, it's on the list, though. It is so good. It's brutal, man. Well, thanks for sharing. Well, after I watched it, I decided that I wanted to go to Boston. And um, so last fall... 
I took my family to Boston. Huh. And we did the Freedom Trail. We saw where I've, all of I've the... I've been on that, yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. But you know what I learned about it more than anything? It was actually different sects of Christianity that, like, murdered each other in right. Boston and made it so, like, crazy and bloody. Right. Yeah, that was... And you know who got the worst of it was the Baptists. It's brutal, man. I learned that in Baptist history. I guess you did in Baptist history. Yeah. But, man, yeah, so our... Here's the ironic thing about Thanksgiving. So... Our founding, whatever, the Euro, the Euro founders, <laughs> our, uh, what do we call them? Um, Anglo-Saxons? The Anglo-Saxon refugees. Anglo-Saxon refugees. They came to America to escape religious persecution, and then they murdered each other <laughs> because of differences in religion. Right. They they created more religious persecution. And we wonder why we're skeptical. <laughs> I mean, I think we could just say that we didn't really start out on the right foot. Right. Christianity in America created cynicism from the start. Man, no kidding. And how about that trail of tears? Wow, wasn't that something? Yeah, it's a real bummer. I, I learned a little bit of Nashville history that's not super popular to talk about, but there was actually an event during the Trail of Tears in Nashville where um, some soldiers began to massacre the males hmm. in the tribes because they were starting to revolt. That's interesting because Andrew Jackson who was president during the Trail of Tears, is from Nashville. He yeah. had his home here. Uh, yeah, apparently they, uh, the soldiers murdered tons of men and dumped them in the Cumberland River. Ooh. Down near Fort Nashboro. Which is uh, downtown now. Yeah, that's where everybody goes to uh, party in their bachelorettes. That's, that's where all the bachelorette parties are now. <laughs> Man. Wow, we have really covered some territory today. So we're all the Indian males. Native American. All the Native American males were thrown into the river. Now we celebrate by copious amounts of bachelorette parties. Yeah, and indulging on food and then punching people in the face for TV. But hmm. it's very Christ-centric. <laughs> Man. You know what we didn't talk about? What's that? Football. Oh, yeah. Football. How did football become such an interesting part of Thanksgiving? I don't know, but it, it, I, I don't know how I forgot to tell you that that's part of the tradition. Well, I assumed. Right. Now, that it used to be, it was always two football games, and now there's like three or four football games. And then... You wake up and there's college football on Friday. It's normally on Saturdays, but then they have college football games on Friday now. So they're just taking advantage of the fact that people are at home. And Well, I guess it's a bunch of guys sitting around watching college football while their wives are out punching people in the face for TVs. That's how it works. And I think the thing about that is we're around our families, but we, we don't know how to talk to our families. We don't know how to share our lives together anymore. 
So it's like, yeah, we got to come up with something to do while we're sitting here in the same house together and we barely know each other anymore. Don't even really like each other. So, but we all cheer for the same team. So let's watch football. Yeah, that's also when um, all the really like the top selling video games for the year come out. That's true. So, yeah, I know they're preparing for Christmas with those. You're going to have to talk. I'll talk about football. You're going to have to talk about the nerd stuff, though. Well, yeah, it's just it's interesting that, you know, obviously they're preparing for the Christmas season, but like young people save their money so that they can buy the video games they want before Christmas. And so they actually spend all of Thanksgiving playing the new video games. Hmm. What's the big one coming out this year? Oh, man. Well, there's Battlefront from Star Wars, which is going to be huge. Uh, it already, I think it's already released, so it already is huge. Um, and there's a new um, Black Ops. I don't even know what you're talking about. It's part of the on and off Call of Duty series. Oh, the Call of Duty. Yeah. So there's several big games coming out. You this didn't year. mention that you're thankful for a new Star Wars film. Well, I am thankful. <clears throat> And a little update on that. The first episode, I talked about getting road rage because I didn't have tickets. Right. Well, do you know that I currently have 10 tickets to see Star Wars because in my hastiness of the internet crashing that we talked about in the first episode, (laughs) I actually bought the tickets over and over again. Oh, you did. I noticed the next day on my... uh, credit card statement or PayPal that I was charged for multiple tickets. So you bought 10 of them. Yeah. So we talked about earlier. How I thought I had none, but I actually have 10. Gratitude produces generosity. Mm-hmm. Are you asking me for a Star Wars ticket? I would love to go. Thank you, Josh. Wow. I'm looking forward to it because I don't have any tickets. Wow. And see your generosity, generosity, generosity. Your generosity produces gratitude in me. Now wow. I'm grateful. Now you were grateful, and then you were generous, and now I'm grateful. Hmm. And now we're going to go fellowship, and be grateful together that there's no more Jar Jar Binks. Hey, we don't know what's in that. Movie. <laughs> we actually don't know. He might be there. We know there's like an orange and white basketball that rolls around. It's supposedly a robot. (laughs) Dude, man, that's the end of our podcast. We did pretty good. Nailed it. (laughs) We'll see you guys next time at Danico.